We are ready for our NCLEX anxiety test taking. All are welcome to this broadcast. I am so happy that you took time out of your busy schedule to be here. My name is Regina Callion uh, with Remar Review. I am the number one NCLEX instructor on this planet and I'm here for you. I hope you have your workbooks ready because we will be taking a lot of notes. We will be talking and interacting. Feel free to leave the comments, but also share this video because we are going to get into the NCLEX anxiety uh, workshop. This is a boot camp and if you have your workbook out, let's get it out. Let's share this video. We are going to go live now. I have to give, I always have to start with our medical disclaimer, okay? Medical disclaimer, this is just this is just us doing our due diligence. So this workbook that you have that I'll be going over and the information provided by Regina Callion, MSN, RN, is intended for informational, and educational purposes only, okay? It is not intended to substitute uh, your medical or professional advice, okay, if you need that. So again, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are excited about this topic because we know that anxiety, test-taking anxiety affects your performance. And so we wanna make sure that we are putting the, the test in the proper perspective, but also really, really getting into how we can put anxiety in the proper perspective. A bit, let me do this before, because I do have a special, special offer for you. And it is this. During this event, I am giving you guys a coupon code of no stress, okay? No stress, and that will give you um, essentially an extra month into the NCLEX virtual trainer, right? It's a 90 day um, access. And if you put in the coupon code, no stress, you get a free month into the virtual trainer. Okay. So we're going to get started. What is test anxiety? And if you have your workbook in front of you, go ahead and fill it out. Test anxiety. That is the first question. What does it mean? What does it mean? So we know what a test is, right? Everybody knows it's an exam, but what is that anxiety part? And if you don't know, here it is, here it is. Anxiety is defined as the psychological mechanism whereby the current intensification of a dangerous drive results in the elicitation of defenses, of defenses, all right? And so that is just a, a very technical and medical way to say you're scared, right? You're scared. When you have this elicitation of defenses, that means you're scared of something. And so your body responds to that thought, right? And so if you think about it, um, your, 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 physio your physiology overpowers everything else. And it's very important for you to understand this because you cannot out think you cannot outperform your biology. If you have a bear running at you and your heart begins to race, you know, because you see the danger, there's no way you're going to be able to say, I'm just going to breathe this one out. I'm going to be calm. No, your body is going to sing you into that 
um, into that flight or fight mode. And so this is what happens to a lot of us when we are taking our NCLEX exam. We have that intensification of responses, right? Is that you? Is that you? So the, the, the first point here that I want you to know is that test anxiety is very common. You are not alone if you feel that way. You are not alone if you feel that way. Almost everybody gets test anxiety to some degree, right? Almost everybody gets test anxiety to some degree. It is very, very common. So um, how though you experience that test anxiety could be different. So write this down. The test anxiety, it can come up as mental, physical, or an emotional experience. Everyone is different. How do you experience test anxiety? I want to see it. Um, are you getting the, the physical symptoms? And we're going to talk about what those look like, what those are, but it's uh, just for your own, for your own benefit. How do you experience your anxiety? Is it a mental, is it a physical, or is it an emotional? Okay, so I see Wendy. Wendy says she has the mental, mental uh, symptoms of anxiety. Um, we have those that somebody's, I have all of them. I have, I have every single one of them. And that could be true too. Well, that is, that is very true. Yes, 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 yes. So right now we are just settling into the fact that anxiety happens because we are afraid of something. We haven't, it is actually an over response to something that's happening. So it's an exaggerated response. That's the word I was looking for. We have these exaggerations of responses that affect our physical. Yeah, the case says physical, our, our mental or our emotional well-being, emotional well-being. So let's actually look at some symptoms here. The first symptom that we see here in your box, you need to write this down, is shortness of breath. And shortness of breath, um, it is, it, it never does you the good that you think it's going to do, all right? It never does you the good that you think it's going to do because when you become short of breath due to anxiety, you're breathing, but you're not oxygenating your tissues. Does that make sense? And so I'm going to break in just for a second because I want you guys, if you have this symptom and you begin to feel short of breath, you have to remember if you begin to take, and this is a good teaching point for our patients too. If you begin to take those quick, right? Shallow breaths. Is that moving oxygen anywhere? Is that oxygen getting down into the alveoli where it needs to when you do, right? Mm -mm. And so what happens is even though you feel like you're breathing a lot, you're actually cutting off oxygen to your brain and to your other tissues. So it does no good. It does no good, especially when you're taking an exam because you kind of need your brain, right? And so the deep, shallow breathing, we have to stop that and replace it with long, deep breaths, okay? So if that's a symptom of yours in the past, you're gonna know it's not helpful. The sweaty palms, oh my goodness, sweaty palms and feet, 
Woo. Sweaty palms and feet. That is uh, not going to be uh, helpful to you as well. And it's a response because you're nervous. And sometimes we make our sweaty palms even worse if we drink caffeine the day before the exam. So you may have to let your caffeine go if you have test anxiety because it makes it worse. It makes it worse. All right. Next one is racing thoughts. Uh, some of you said, did you experience racing thoughts when you get anxious and racing thoughts? Uh, you guys can just go ahead and put, yep, that's me. I, that's me racing thoughts in Kansas. Uh, racing thoughts take you away from the present. And so you have this mentality where you get anxious and then all of a sudden you see yourself failing the exam. You see yourself at home crying. You see yourself working the job that you hate for the next 20 years and you haven't even left the testing center, but already your mind is racing and you're back at that job that you don't want to be at. And what happens is you end up failing the exam because you let your mind take you away from the present. And so racing thoughts, yeah, it really hinders your focus. Freezing up, we know paralysis, right? Paralysis, can't move, can't take a step forward. GI distress, oh my goodness. Nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, Woo. all right? And you get that GI distress the, sometimes it starts the night before or sometimes it's the day of and you can't leave the bathroom. You're so nervous, right? You, you're, you're stuck in the bathroom. And so these are all symptoms of anxiety. Um, the next one, whoo, the next one is uh, panic, panic. Now, somebody tell me this. When, when I talk about panic, what is worse, anxiety or panic? Does anybody know that? What is worse, anxiety or panic? When we are talking about uh, uh, the, the hindrance to our performance, what do you guys think is the worst, anxiety or panic? I'm waiting for that answer. Uh, you guys are still on the GI distress. You're, you're like, I can't get off of the GI distress. It's me, it's me, the GI distress. Um, absolutely, if we're talking about what's worse for nursing students, um, the panic is going to be worse because does anybody know the definition of panic or what happens with anxiety? Anxiety, there are right there, there, there are levels to anxiety, right? You can have a low level of anxiety, but then it gradually builds as you get closer to your date, right? And so you carry the anxiety around and, but it doesn't really, um, it doesn't interfere so much with your daily life, right? That's, you just carry anxiety around. But panic is the most severe form of anxiety. When you have panic, right? Because remember, there's mild anxiety, moderate, severe, and then there's panic, right? That's the highest level. And so when you're in a state of panic, you have completely, you have completely lost control Flight or fight is just taking over you. So you, you, you can't think because you're so, so anxious. And so panic is a severe form of anxiety. And some people reach that. Some people do reach that. So um, it, it, it may be you. It may be you, right? Shaking, hopelessness. 
hopelessness is the one that I get most concerned about because hopelessness leads to depression, right? People who are depressed, they typically um, also have a sense of hopelessness. And so if there's anybody out there, let me tell you, we are going to encourage you. We are going to let you know that you do have the ability to pass. And I don't care you know, if you failed this exam four times, five times, it does not matter. I don't want you to go into hopelessness because then you, uh, you, you have the, um, you know, you, you have the propensity for depression. All right. Crying is paired with that hopelessness. You don't think you can do it. Who gets the tension headaches? Who gets the tension headaches, the headaches from anxiety and stress? Oh, my goodness. They're so painful. They're so painful. And you, you try to drink your water and you try to get over it. But those headaches can really be debilitating. OK, um, tachycardia. That's something that I know I struggled with. I could feel my heart racing. Like I, you, you would feel like, especially in nursing school, like I said, I don't have it so much more, but in nursing school, you feel like your heart is just going to just explode. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. And so these are test taking anxiety symptoms as well as going blank going blank. And that means that you just cannot remember. So if you have your worksheets, if you have your worksheets out, the there's pages, you probably can't see this, but the next question, it asks you, how do you experience anxiety? And this, this is a point of self-reflection. So you can just take some time and write, write it down. How, how do you experience anxiety? Uh, do you feel the paralysis? Because my goal is that you have this workbook you know, you have this workbook and you keep it with you. It's where your experiences are going to be. So just take some time and write it down. Maybe, you know, if you have that panic, you identify that. That is not a normal response, right? Um, if you have the tachycardia, that again is not a normal response to an exam, okay? We have to, we, we have to put it in perspective. You're just taking an exam. It is not life or death, okay? You are not going to die. So when you feel that anxiety rising up, like you're in danger, your, your mentality has to be, I am in a safe place. I'm not going to die in here. All right. Um, so we'll get more into that. And so my first nursing tip for you guys is this. It is during the exam, you got to be focused on the content all right. You got to stay focused. And I mean, keep your head in the game. Keep your head in the game. Because this is what happens when you read that first question and you may read it and you may say to yourself, oh, my goodness, I have no idea what this answer is. I don't even know what I am doing here, right? And so our, our mind just begins racing. Maybe I didn't study like I thought I did. Maybe I, you know, maybe I'm gonna fail this exam. I'm gonna have to pay Pearson View again. I'm gonna have to get my ATT again. And all we're, we're our mind is our mind is leaving us right there. So I want you guys to focus on that content. You may be reading a question. There is one word in there that you do know. There is one 
thing in that sentence that you do know. Stay focused. Keep your head in the game, okay? So that's one tip. Stay focused on that content. Don't let those racing thoughts take you away, right? Don't defeat yourself before you demonstrate you can do this. You can do this. And so to further clear up our thinking, right? Because a lot of this is a mental battle. We're going to look at some, um, some myths, right? About test-taking anxiety. And oh man, these were so powerful for me to write down for you guys. The first myth, all right? We're going to challenge the way we have been thinking. We are going to challenge it, all right? The first myth that I want to challenge is this. It's just simply this. Test anxiety isn't real. Test anxiety isn't real. Some people will never even address this because they will look at you and it's no part of their own. It's just ignorance. When you tell somebody you have test anxiety, they'll say, no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't have that. You just need to study more. That's it. Right. And you can say, no, I really feel I, I really feel anxious about this exam. Don't worry about that. That's not true. You don't have it. Let me tell you guys, test anxiety can be debilitating and cause a great deal of stress. It is very real, okay? This is Remar Review. This is what we do, okay? We help nursing students pass the NCLEX exam, all right? And we do it by just keeping it real, okay? Some some people may tell you, you just need to do 75 questions in a question bank. You'll be good. Other people may say, just watch this video, do this lecture, whatever, and, and, and you're good for NCLEX. I'm telling you guys, you can, you can know stuff frontwards and backwards, but if you don't have a handle on your anxiety or know how to uh, do certain interventions to keep yourself calm, you're going to go blank. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So test anxiety is very real. Who can agree with that? It's real. The second myth, the second myth that I want to talk about is this. Any level of anxiety is bad. All right. If you believe that anxiety is a bad thing, anxiety is a bad thing, you are wrong. Some anxiety, some test anxiety can be helpful. And you guys are going to find out about that. There are some of you with test anxiety and it works for you. You have a healthy level of it. And I'll be able to tell who has a healthy level of anxiety today. We're going to go over one of the evaluations. All right. So the uh, a healthy amount of nerves or excitement it is going to actually increase your performance. It, it actually will motivate some of you. Some of you guys, some of you guys, to be honest, you need to be scared in order to get up and go and do something because you get so into a comfort zone that you, you, you need that. Oh, my goodness. This is something important to me to get up and go. All right. Um, and so there are some of you, you just need motivation, but there are other people that have these very unrealistic responses to the exam. So is that you? Is that you? Do you just need a little push? A little anxiety can help uh, you a long way. So don't think all anxiety is bad. Okay. 
when you talk about it, you can educate people that we have this response because it can be beneficial. Okay. The next thing, um, and we are re we're really studying here. I appreciate you guys coming to this anxiety workshop. Test anxiety doesn't affect smart people. Oh my goodness, who thinks that? Who thinks down on themselves because they have to struggle with this? All right, test anxiety doesn't affect smart people. Oh, that's so sad. Uh, people with the highest IQs, right? People with the highest IQs get test anxiety. So chances are, if you're really, really smart, and if you really are concerned about uh, how you do in life, you might get a little anxiety about it. You might be a little, you know, particular how things have to go. So having anxiety, it is not a predictor of your ability. Please receive this truth. Please receive this truth. OK. Um, and the reason why you have anxiety, just to put it back in perspective, is because you want to do well. If you didn't care how you were gonna do, if you didn't care whether you got your nursing license, you would have no anxiety. You, you just wouldn't. It wouldn't matter if you knew everything or if you didn't know. It wouldn't matter if you slept or if you didn't. But you do care and you care so much that you are signaling to your body that danger is near, all right? And so I want you to know you're very smart. You're very smart, all right? Um, if you don't have the workbook, you can still sign up for it. Go to remarnurse.com forward slash anxiety. Get yourself signed up. All right, another, another myth that I have to put out there is this. Um, if I just study real hard, take several test prep courses, the test anxiety will go away. If I just study real, real hard, if I just study real hard and that's it, listen, it will disappear. It will disappear. Oh my goodness. It is, it takes so much more than that. It, it takes so much more than that. Test prepping is important. Oh, it's, it's very important to know that content, but you got to be able to identify and manage this stress this anxiety. And so this is another weapon that I'm giving you guys to take into that battle to slay the NCLEX beast. I'm giving you guys my, I'm giving you guys my second most important weapon. All right. Okay. Um, the, the fifth myth that you guys are writing down, you should be writing this down in your workbook is it is impossible to get over test anxiety. It is impossible to get over test anxiety. That is just not true. That is just not true. Test anxiety is very treatable, okay? And this course is going to give you, this course is going to give you a head start, okay? A head start because there's work that you're gonna have to do over time, all right? But it is not possible. I mean, yeah, it is, it is, not impossible to get over it, okay? Get over it, all right. Okay, next question is this. It is, test anxiety is just all in your head. Again, it's something that you're making up. It's, it's something that you are not, uh, you, you're not really uh, experiencing on a physical level. You just need to get over it. And so we're gonna say that is a negative myth. 
Test anxiety is very real and it affects your entire body. It affects your entire body. And so this includes that ability to remember content. And I don't want to put anybody out there, but there may be somebody who has recently taken NCLEX and failed it. And you have been putting the blame on everything but this. All right. Um, and so you say, well, I need to study something different or that didn't work for me. Or I, you know, you, you kind of blame it on the product, but it's not that it's not the course. It's not uh, your flashcards. You didn't. It's not the black or blue ink that you wrote in. It is this here this anxiety and you get so worked up that you cannot remember what you studied or you you, you get so excited right or you you're in that response that you take the question and you blow it all out of proportion where it's over your head it's all over your head and so i want to dig down and i want to do the hard work of evaluating ourselves OK, evaluating ourselves. What do you experience? What don't you experience when it comes to anxiety surrounding your NCLEX exam? So um, we are going to actually assess. We're going to actually assess our anxiety. Right. And so there's two ways that we're going to look at uh how we're how we're going to determine where you are exactly and if you have the workbook you'll be able to do this uh, i'm gonna try to put the questions on the screen i don't know hopefully you'll be able to see them but we're going to look at the severity of anxiety and we are going to look at the presentation of symptoms right the severity of anxiety and the presentation of symptoms so the first exam that we have this is an exam and it's called assessing test anxiety. And so when you take this exam, you are going to, I'm going to read the question and you're going to give yourself a scale from one to five. Okay. One meaning you never experienced this Two, rarely three, sometimes four often or five always so the higher number that you give yourself that means the the condition is worse okay so um let's go over this exam are you guys ready are you guys ready okay so question number one there's 10 questions and we're giving ourselves we are giving ourselves scores of one to five so i'm going to read the first question here um it says I have visible signs of nervousness, such as sweaty palms, shaking hands, etc. right before a test. Okay. All right. And some of you guys may have already done it. Um, I'm just going to go over it for the sake of everybody. So on a scale of one to five, how would you say I have signs of nervousness, such as sweaty palms, shaking hands right before the review? Okay, and remember, we're adding them up. Number two, I have butterflies in my stomach. Get out a pencil, keep track of your score here. This is gonna be very important, okay? <laughs> and Jessica, no, Jessica says, I'm having anxiety doing this test. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is the test you wanna do. This is the test where you wanna do this one. Okay, um, number three, I get nauseated before a test. Okay, number three, so is that one, I never get nauseated. Two, rarely do I get nauseated. Three, sometimes, 
four often or five always. Okay. And remember, we are keeping track. So you should have either a three or more at this point. All right, number four, I read through the test and feel that I do not know any of the answers. Ooh, ooh, that's an experience nobody likes to have. Nobody likes to have. Shout out to the Remar nurses. It's, oh man, it's almost a thousand of us here today. We are rocking this test anxiety workshop. Okay. All right. Um, I read through the test and feel I don't know any of the answers. Next one. Number five, I panic before and during a test. Okay. And we're not talking, and you guys know the definition of panic now. Remember, it is the most severe form of anxiety. So don't use it lightly. If you, if you put down that panic, really put down, you all, you, you just, you gone, you gone. All right, you in panic mode. Is that you or is that not you? If it's not you, don't put a shoe. Don't put a shoe, okay? Panic. Number six, we are on number six, says, um, my mind goes blank during a test. My mind goes blank. I can't recall what I, I cannot recall what definitions mean. I don't know lab values. I go blank. I go blank, blank. Okay, moving on. Number seven, I remember the information that I blanked out on once I get out of the testing situation. After I leave that testing center, I know it all. I remember everything that I thought I had forgot. Mm, mm, mm. That happens to you guys all the time. I know it does. I know it. When you get out of that NCLEX exam, you remember every question. You remember every answer. <laughs> all right. Um, so does that happen? Never, rarely, sometimes, often, or always. All right. Number eight is this. I have trouble sleeping the night before a test. Okay. On your big test the night before, you toss and you turn. You can't sleep. You're just waiting, right? That's a form of anxiety because remember, when you're scared, when you think you're in danger, you're not about to lay down and take a nap. You can't sleep. Is that you? A couple people are like, yep, that's always for me. Okay. Um, number nine says this. I make mistakes on easy questions or put answers in the wrong place. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The easy questions, you get wrong. You get wrong. You get the easy questions wrong. And sometimes you guys get the hard, hard questions right. And I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But we know now it's because you are feeling a little anxiety. Share this video. So many nursing students out there have no idea that this is even them. They have no idea that there's a score and there's a scale for them. All right. I want to see a thousand shares. Is that possible? Can we get a thousand shares? on this video, assessing your test anxiety, all right? Um, and so the last one for number 10 is this, I have trouble choosing answers. I just I just have trouble choosing it. I can't, I can get it down to two, but then I'm stuck. I can't go with my first mind because I am what? Because I am afraid. I'm afraid of what's gonna happen, okay?
This is all part of anxiety. So at this point, at this point, everybody, let me see your total scores. Add them all up, add them all up, and you should have a total score anywhere between 10 and 50. So some of you guys might be right at 12. What is it? Some, some of you guys may be at 26. If, if you look at it, you're at 40, you're at 50, um, because we're going to add up everything. And I'm going to show you the rubric here for where you fall into line. All right. So last last look on this exam, last look on this exam. And we are going to go. We are going to go. OK, add up your scores. What do we have here? How's the community doing? Ooh, a lot of high numbers. 20, 23, 38, 26. Five. Wait, you can't have five. You got to have more than that. Um, 32. OK, OK. You guys are going to be I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised here. Pleasantly surprised. Does everybody have their scores? Okay. Here is how you, okay. And again, you guys are, you're self-reflecting. If you're honest with yourself, um, this is where the category you fall into. But again, if anytime you feel out of control, or even if you feel like this workshop is too much, you cannot even do this workshop because it's sending you into a different place emotionally. You guys just take a break from it. Just turn it off, okay, and come back to it when you're ready, all right? Because this, even, even talking about this can trigger some people. And we want to make sure that we as a community, we're being sensitive. We're, we, do, we do want you all to, at the end of this, feel better. We want you to feel more knowledgeable and empowered, okay? So here is our rubric, okay? If you got between a 10 and a 19, you do not suffer from test anxiety, okay? According to this scale, you do not suffer from test anxiety. In fact, if you score between a 10 and a 19, a little anxiety may actually be good for you. It may be what you actually need, you actually need, all right? If you score between that range, okay? Good for you. You're on a healthy you're in a healthy range of anxiety. 20 to 20 20 to 35 Okay. Although you exhibit some of the characteristics of test anxiety, the level and stress, okay, the level of stress and tension is probably still healthy. Okay. And so for the majority of people, hey, this test anxiety is working for your good. It is healthy. It is normal. All right. Now, if you got a 35 and over, if you got a 35 and over, you are experiencing an unhealthy level, okay? Um, so the test anxiety, you have to really evaluate what is causing that distress and identify strategies, which I'm gonna help you do. We're gonna go back to the cause of it, right? We're gonna try to find it together and identify the strategies for managing that anxiety, okay? All right? but you are not alone. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. And some of you guys are surprised and you thought, oh my goodness, what, you know, I'm really struggling in this area, but actually, even if you have a healthy form of anxiety, there are some things that we can do so that you feel more comfortable. Okay. 
sometimes it's you, you feel more comfortable. Um, Jessica, I believe it's normal to have some anxiety, especially something that means a lot to someone. Absolutely. You get this when you're when you're walking down the aisle to meet your, you know, your Prince Charming or you're waiting for your bride. How do you feel? You feel some anxiety. You feel a little nervous. Right. It's healthy. It's a part of life. And so um, I am I am so happy that some of you guys are getting this revelation today. All right. Some of you guys are being set free today. Hallelujah. Right? Because you didn't know. All right. So we are now going to look at the next, the next exam. And that is going to talk about how we are processing these, these uh, forms of anxiety. Are you having the physical or the mental anxiety? So let's do that now. All right. So the next test um, is this. We're going to do some of the questions and the, the scale is this is just zero to two. So zero means never one means sometimes and two means is this the right one? Hold on a second. Yeah. And two means usually perfect. So there's 20 questions all together. Um, so we're going to go through the first 10 and that's going to look at, um, how we are doing on the physical side. And then the next 10, we'll look at the mental. All right, you guys ready? Get out your pen and paper and let's go. So the first question is this. It is number one. I have trouble sleeping the night before a test. Okay, I have trouble sleeping the night before a test. You gotta break it down even further. Is that a zero, a one, or a two? Okay. All right, we're gonna move through this one pretty quickly because you guys know. Um, two, before a test, I get a headache, okay? We're talking about the physical manifestations. Is this never, you don't really get headaches. One, you, you, you sometimes get one, but sometimes you don't. I mean, just think about it in general. Or two, you usually are having the slamming headache before your exam. Okay, question number three. I lose my appetite before a test. I don't want to eat anything. I don't want, don't give me any food. I'm not hungry. I can't eat. You guys know when you can't eat, that means you're a little scared because normally we're constantly snacking. We can always eat something, right? Um, so is that zero, one, or two? Okay. Good job. Some people are like, nope, don't affect my appetite. I'm eating. I don't care how scared I am. <laughs> All right. Four says, because of panic, I have to cut class on a test date. Okay, Robert says, I'm never losing my appetite. All right, um, because of panic, four. That means, remember, panic is the worst. That means you just can't deal. You can't even go to the class. You totally miss the test because you just can't get up. You just can't. You're, you're not gonna show up. You're not even gonna show up to take NCLEX because you're in such a panic. Is that zero, one, or two? I don't know. Some people might be like that, but I think most of us, whether we're scared or not, we go into the exam and we just go in there and we say, I'm gonna take this F like a man. That's what we do. We say, I'm just gonna go in here and if it's an F, it's an F, right? That's most of us, right? Um, okay, uh, shout out to everybody. Listen, this is for your benefit. I'm doing this for you. So if you're here, this is, this is, this is your thing. Okay. The next one. Um, question number five, my heart pounds just before or during a test. 
What about that? We talked about that tachycardia. My heart pounds just before or during a test. Is that zero? Never. Is that one? Sometimes I feel my heart pounding. Or is that two? Usually I'm a little, I'm, my heart is racing. Is that, is that you? All right, because remember, we're adding all these up. Six, during a test, my palms sweat. During a test, my palms sweat. Zero, one, or two. Zero, one, or two. How about seven? During a test, I, this is during the test. While you're answering the questions, guys. During a test, I have become nauseated and had to leave the room. Mm. You had to get up and take a break because you were nauseated. A lot of people are like, mm, uh, no. You get so nauseated, you gotta leave. And you guys know the feeling of nausea. You guys know, okay? Next question. I have had pains in my neck, back, or legs during a test. And there can be many causes for that, but you, you get pains, all right, in your neck, back, or legs during a test. And um, from the research I'm doing, it, it's because you're so tense. And you're in there and you don't even realize this, but you're you're like this, like like you're like this the whole exam. Sometimes it, when you're driving, this is me when I'm really nervous and it's raining and I'm driving. I'm like this because I'm afraid. And then all of a sudden my back and my neck is hurting. Right. And so sometimes when you like that on your exam, you're so tense that your leg begins to ache and your back hurts because you're you know, you're just in this unnatural position. So is that you um, zero, one or two for that? Okay, I guess I'm alone on that one. Nobody, nobody's feeling me on that. Everybody, no, that never happens to me. Okay, okay. All right, question number nine. Um, I feel nervous and jittery when I am taking a test. I feel nervous and jittery when I am taking a test. So your, your paper shakes. Hey, are you one of those people that when, when you get the, when you're given the test, you're like, the test is shaking and you're like trying to read it, but your hands are, are shaking. All right. Uh, you get nervous and jittery when you're taking an exam. Nervous and jittery. Is that never, sometimes, or usually? Usually. This is a great class. I am so happy that you are here. We are in the middle of a test. And this is a test that is talking about anxiety. We're talking about anxiety. The last question here is during a test, my chest feels tight and I have trouble remembering. This is a physical sign of anxiety. You have chest pain and you have trouble remembering. Is that one? Is that sometimes, right? Is that sometimes is that one? Or is that zero for never? Or two for yeah, usually. Usually I have that chest tightness and I have trouble remembering. All right, add up your scores, add up your scores here. Um, you will either get anything from a one to a, a 20 or you can get, a, I guess you can get a zero. I mean, somebody might've tested out all zeros possible, right? Okay, I am going to have you guys then move on to the mental symptoms after you have your scores. Everybody, I'm giving somebody the last opportunity, add up your scores there, okay? I see the scores. 
beautiful beautiful you're gonna love it you're gonna love it it's very important okay all right now we're gonna go on to the next 10 from questions 11 through 20 we are going to look at um the 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 mental the mental all right the mental forms of anxiety and these were my um these are really important questions for me to include for you guys so the first one number 11 i make careless errors on tests oh my goodness i make careless errors on tests is that zero i never do that one, I sometimes do it. Two, I usually do it. Sometimes I don't even get my name right on exam. That's how nervous I am, right? Is that you? Are you saying that to yourself? Sometimes I'll get the date wrong. I'm just making careless errors on the exam. I, I know diabetes mellitus. Why did I put check the blood pressure? Why did I do that, right? <laughs> that, so is that you? Question number 12 says, my mind goes blank. My mind goes blank during the test. How about that? Mind goes blank. Question number 13. I worry when other students are finished before I am. I'm looking to the left. I'm looking to the right. Folks is getting up, handing their papers in, and I'm still there. Do you feel nervous about that? Zero, never, never worry about it. Don't care. One or two, okay? And this is particular when you're taking your NCLEX exam because you know there's other students in that room with you, okay? 14 says this, I feel pushed for time when I am taking a test. I feel pushed for time. I, it is not enough time. You got your, oh, Vivian, my family is watching along and testing themselves as well. That's right. Listen, this, this applies and with, at any point. No, you might need to take that license exam, that driver's exam. Oh, no. I'm, we're, all, we're all about it. I'm just here for it, right? Um, so I feel pushed for time when I'm taking a test. Zero, one, or two. Fifteen is this. Fifteen is this. I worry that I'm doing poorly on a test and that everyone else is doing well. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. We can't even mind our own business. We worried about what the next person is doing. My goodness. Okay. I 15 says, I worry I'm doing bad and the next person is doing good. My, my, my. My, my, my. 16, when I'm taking a test, I think about my past failures. Wow. When I am taking a test, I think about my past failures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. We, we, we are our mind. These are the mental. These are the mental manifestations of anxiety. If you don't know, now you know. Okay. All right. Um, 17. During a test, I feel as if I studied all the wrong things. Come on, truth. Right. 
Come on, truth. You guys don't know how many emails I get from students that say, what nothing, what nothing you told me to study on that exam? Not one thing, not one thing. Nothing was on the exam, nothing. I ain't seen nothing, Regina, right? Some people say that all the time, right? You feel that way. You feel that way when you get anxious, when you get anxious, all right? Okay, all right. Um, number 18. Number 18, I can't think clearly during tests, all right? I can't think clearly during tests, all right? And listen, 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 we're going to pray. We're going to pray at the end of this because we cannot be anxious for anything. Once we get once we get where we are and we understand how we've been moving, we are going to move in a different direction. And that's why I'm so glad you're here. So, so glad you're here. All right. Um, okay. Number 19. I have a hard time understanding and remembering directions when I am taking a test. Okay. So even the directions... The directions are so hard for me to remember. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Come on in. Come on in. There's somebody that's just joining us. You got to catch up because we are evaluating ourselves. I have a hard time understanding and remembering directions when I am taking a test. Zero, one, or two. Okay. And then the last one, after a test, I remember answers to questions. I either left blank or answered incorrectly. After the exam is over, I know everything that I messed up on. It all comes back to me. My mind is clear. I feel safe. And now I have the memory of an elephant, right? Because I am, ugh. I'm just not, I, I, I just couldn't get over it, right? So after that, do you experience that sometimes? Okay, tally up your answers. Tally up your answers. You should have two final scores. The top is your physical anxiety score. So that should be anywhere from a zero to a 20. And then the, the bottom of the page is your mental anxiety score. And that is anywhere from a zero to a 20. So we are going to look at now, I'm going to show you the scale and it will show you the percentage of the experience of mental anxiety and physical anxiety that you actually have. All right. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? Here we go. So um, here it is. Fill this out. So this is, this is the beginning of it. So if the first 10 questions are for your uh, your, your physical symptoms. So anywhere from a zero indicates no physical anxiety and a 20 indicates a high level, okay? So those are your two beginning markers. I know some of you guys are like, well, I got an eight. What does that mean? Or I got a 10. So just give me a second. I'm gonna show that percentage in a second, all right? But zero means no physical anxiety. 20 means the highest level, Questions 11 are your mental symptoms. So some people got like an eight on the mental 
and maybe a 18 on the physical. So the mental, these are your mental, meaning zero, if you got a zero, you don't experience a lot of uh, mental anxiety. If you got like a two, you're not getting a lot of mental anxiety. But if you got a 20, then you, 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 you got, you know, some mental anxiety going on. All right. Does, any, does everybody understand that? So put your two numbers on the scale. I want to see um, if this is helpful to you. Share this video right now. Share this video. OK, so I see Simone has a 14 and 15. OK, so Octavia, a seven on both. OK, so let me show you guys this then since we know that. All right. So this is what this is. So Octavius, you got a seven. So that means you are 35% out of 100 experiencing mental and physical anxiety. All right. Not very high. OK. I mean, you probably got somewhat mild, mild physical, mild mental. All right. Um, who, who else? I see a five and an eight. So five for your physical is about 25%. 25% where the eight is a 40%, okay? So you have, a, you have a little bit more mental anxiety than physical anxiety, all right? Does this make sense to you guys? Is this making sense? Is this helpful, all right? This is how we are determining where we are. So we can be very specific on, on the struggle. We can be even more specific on the interventions, okay? All right, so... The, the the top score would be a 20. The top score would be a 20, 13 and 13. I see that, 7 and 13, 8 and 17. So if you got that 17, that means 85% of the time you are going to be having some mental anxiety, all right? So you know that now, all right? You know what that is like. We're going to go over, um, and that's why session two is so important because now that we are empowered with this information, Okay, we're going to be able to look at the interventions for physical. Okay, and we're going to be looking at the information for mental. All right, and it's okay because guess what? Some of you might be disappointed with your scores, but now that you know it, now that you know it, you can actually start to work on it now. Isn't this better than being at the exam? and not knowing what's happening to yourself, now that you know, you can address it, okay? And that's the whole point of this. And so um, I'm gonna leave this scale for just a little bit more, okay? A little bit longer for you guys. I see the answers here, nine and 15, uh-huh, 11, 11 and 11. Yes, now that you know, you don't gotta play yourself, all right? Don't play yourself and think you got it all under control when you know you got a, um, a 15 on the physical anxiety. All right. All right. Um, and so now, now what you have to do now, what you have to do, because you're like, okay, I've taken my assessments. Now what? Now what? Now it's time for you to dig deeper. Okay. Because there is a reason why you are like you are. There is a reason why you have these hangups. There is a reason, <laughs> okay? Um, and so now as we close this first session and we stayed actually a little bit longer than I thought, but it's okay because we were doing some good work together. Now you have your homework. You guys know how I am about homework. It is very important. I just have here, how many questions? Nine questions. 
and they're self-reflective about this issue of anxiety. And I want you to take some time and go over them because they are going to help you. This is the work that you have to do on your own. Remember, when you take that NCLEX exam, I can't go in there with you. I wish I could, but I can't. And so you're gonna have to be able to process, all right? And, and, a, and a great part of you being able to do that and, and anticipate things is to do this homework. And so the first question, this is just a little history. This is a this is a history. You guys know how important the physical and history are to patients. While growing up, what messages did you receive from teachers, family, and even friends about exams? I'm going to read all the questions just so you know. Okay. What messages did you get about it? When you think when you think about it, um, what would the people tell you? Did people equate better grades with a better person? Right. Um, if you got a bad grade, were you scolded? Were you put on punishment? You know, were you called names? All right. So when you were growing up, what messages did you get about exams? All right, Remar nurses, this, these are, these are critical questions. Maybe nobody's even asked you. I don't know. Question number two, when do you first remember taking an exam? When is your very first memory of this? Because that is setting a foundation. When do you first remember taking an exam? Okay. Um, second grade, first grade, was it that spelling bee that you remember that embarrassed you so much? All right, think about it. Think about it. Okay. Some people say, I didn't care. All right. When, when do you remember? All right. Did you get. <laughs> Robert says, yes, I got called names. So, so all these things factor into adults, how you process this exam. All right, um, three, when do you first remember having test anxiety? When, when is your very first memory of having test anxiety? All right, okay. And, and just think about how we educate our children. What are we? What messages are we sending to our children? I remember in the third grade, it was like, multiplication you you learn multiplication and if you you got them all right you went to mcdonald's or you got a certificate certificate to mcdonald's and goodness that put so much pressure on me i wanted the certificate but goodness it, it was like who could do it the fastest terrible way to teach me all right um so you know when did you first experience anxiety surrounding tests me imagine me in the third grade i just want to go to mcdonald's Stress. All right. Question number four. <laughs> nursing school. Yes. Nursing. Oh, my goodness. Nursing school. The, the anxiety from nursing school is like none other. None other. Question number four. How would you describe how your body feels during the various stages of the exam taking process? What does it feel like physically or emotionally? So before the exam, how does your body feel? during the exam and then after the exam. And so you're going to look at that. All right. Yes. I use nice killer boy says I used to get a whooping if I failed. Listen. Um, yes. When taking the Filipino boards. Okay. You got nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, my mom always screaming. And now as an adult, I'm always scared what people will say. Yes, of course. 
of course. That's why I tell you guys, don't even tell people when you take your NCLEX. It's none of their business. Don't even tell people. And you, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Seventh grade made you nervous. Okay. Um, so how do you feel before the exam? How does your body feel? Is it just slightly irritable? Are you slightly irritable? Are you uptight? Is your heart racing? How do you feel before the exam? During the exam, how are you? Are you, are you like kind of um, like anxious? Are you hypervigilant? That's the word I was looking for. Just like noticing everything. Are you hypervigilant? Uh, is your mind blank? How do you feel? And then after the exam, how many people are relaxed? Like, oh, I'm so glad that's over with. I'm going to eat. I'm going to Five Guys, Dairy Queen, Steak and Shake, all in the same day. <laughs> You're going, I'm, I'm eating again. I feel so good afterwards. Or sometimes I feel worse. Okay. That's question number four emotionally drained after the exam, like, uh, I'm just emotionally drained. Okay. Question number five is this, um, describe the environment when your test taking anxiety is at its worst. What kind of room are you in? How many people are around? What kind of exam is it? So describe the, when you feel like your mental anxiety or your physical anxiety is the worst, where are you? Are you taking an online test? Is it in person? Um, is it timed? Is it untimed? Um, think about that, right? Think about it. How, how are there people in the room making noise and that's adding to your anxiety, right? Um, are, is the room quiet and is it just you in there? What do you think? Is it a big lecture hall with a hundred people? You guys know I went to university. I went to Ohio State University and we had chemistry classes with like 400 people in there, just general chemistry. Oh, it would drive me crazy seeing all those other people around me. That just made me nervous. So how, how, how is your anxiety? What, what type of situation makes it worse for you? Okay. Um, and so these are questions on there. Six, what does it mean to you to fail a test. What does it mean to you to fail a test? What does it mean to you? Okay. What does it mean to you? All right. All right. How do you feel? What does it mean to you? Do you feel like it's the end of the world? Do, do you feel, um, okay, like whatever, it's whatever. You know, how, how does, what does it mean? It's a big deal. Failure of dreams. Yes. Oh, I'm not smart enough to pass. Um, yes. I didn't give it my all, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm very sad. These are all things. I see your comments. Yes. What does it mean to you to fail an exam? All right. I love, I love these comments. Yes. Because they're true. Like I let my peers down. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We, everybody I know has somebody that they're working to be a nurse for, right? There's somebody that's depending on you to do well. And we don't want to let them down. We never want to let them down. Okay. Got it. Seven. This is a, this is for you. This is for you. What actions make your anxiety worse? What are some things that you do that make your anxiety worse. Example, 
not studying enough, cramming, studying with distractions. I ain't going to say nothing. Comparing yourself to other people, right? And so right now, this is what we're doing. We are self-reflecting, all right? What are some things that you do that make your anxiety worse, okay? If you, if, if you have, you know you're studying and you got your cell phone out on Instagram trying to study, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, no, right? If you're cramming, not sleeping the right way, not exercising, not drinking water, not eating right, this is going to do what to your anxiety, okay? If you're just gonna get up and have a large coffee, right, in the morning, don't eat no good breakfast, not gonna help you, okay? Comparing yourself to other people, okay? Well, so-and-so, she said she passed, she posted it up on Facebook with her license. I wanna be like that. Don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, okay? All right, question number eight says, um, oh, do you have these feelings of anxiety when you're not taking a test? This is good, all right? Do you have these same feelings of anxiety when you're not taking a test? If you do, if you do have them, what are you doing, okay? If you're nervous, if your mind is going blank in the grocery store, right? Um, or, you know, out at a restaurant or in the library, okay? So think about that. Um, what, what do you do now that makes your anxiety better? What do you do now that makes it worse? Anything helping you right now? Anything helping you? Okay. All right. Some people are like, no, this just, this is, I'm here because it's test taking anxiety. This is anxiety that I'm struggling with, right? Uh, so what, what helps you? Is there anything that can, somebody would like to share that helps them manage this anxiety? Anything you might like to share? I saw meditating. I think I saw prayer. You guys know how we are about prayer around these parts. Anything else? Exercising, music. What are you guys using? We are self-reflecting and we are thinking about what is helping. Oh, deep breathing. Okay. I like that. Dance it out. Okay. We're going to cha-cha, slide it out. All right. Exercising, going to the beach. I like that. I like that. I know I got some people here in Barbados, Jamaica, Florida. Got those beaches. All right. I'm going for a walk. All right, Kathy, I see you. I see you. Feeling guilty, I'm not putting in effort to study. All right, listen, this is uh, this is forward progress because at least you can acknowledge it. If you can acknowledge your shortcomings, then you can move to fix them. You guys know I love helping you guys to study. I love helping you to study. So um, slide over to remarnurse.com. All right, we're gonna get to studying cracking. Okay, Shirley says originally Barbados, but now in Delaware. Positive affirmations. What are what are some things that are helpful? Check out the comments. The Remar nurses are adding to our list of things that we do to relax, right, and ease the anxiety. All right. Last thing is just reflecting on your answers, reflecting on the questions that I asked you guys. Is there anything that surprised you that you would like to share? Is there something that surprised you that you were just like, I, I didn't think about that? or I didn't realize how that affects me now, 
or yeah, there's some things that I do that contribute to my uh, poor performance. All right. So anything that surprised you or shocked you during this? Okay. All right. Comparing yourselves, um, the scores, um, social media distractions it, it's depressing. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are some things and you know, sometimes when we reveal things about ourselves that we don't know, we're not happy with it. We're not, but we know that we can improve on it. We can always improve on it. And you know, after today, you're not alone, right? How many of us on here struggling with this, 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 you know, this thing, and give yourself and when there's so many i appreciate there's so many ways that we can all automatically um automatically improve if we just take them into consideration so guys um a bit let me do this before because i do have a special special offer for you and it is this if you need to get your NCLEX preparation down right? If you need to study and you're ready to take the next step in getting your license, you have, uh, you have a mindset. Okay. I, I did struggle with test taking anxiety. I did not do well on the exam. I want to try it again, get into my NCLEX virtual trainer. You guys know that is where I do my full NCLEX review. It is a four to six week program and you will be ready for your license. And if you want to join into the virtual trainer, it is super simple. You just go to remartnurse.com. And during this event, I am giving you guys a coupon code of no stress. Okay. No stress. And that will give you um, essentially an extra month into the NCLEX virtual trainer, right? It's a 90 day um, access. And if you put in the coupon code, no stress, you get a free month into the virtual trainer. So I want to actually take you guys inside of the virtual trainer so you can see what it is like when you become a student. So the virtual trainer has the benefits of being available to you at any time, day or night. And this is really significant if you are um, working during your NCLEX study process, if you have children during your NCLEX study process, but it's not possible for your lifestyle to sit in a class all day. So the virtual trainer allows you to train with me anytime, day or night. Um, and it is, a, it is a very robust system. So when you first sign up for the virtual trainer, you're gonna get instant access to the platform. And that means we will actually mail you your um, email and password that you created so that you can jump right in. And at the same time that you're getting instant access, Team Remar is, they are shipping you, they're shipping you your books. So you're waiting for your books to come, but you can get started right away. And that is why students love it. So when you first get the platform, you will see that there are, um, there's a lot that, that you're presented with. There are, there are a ton of resources that you get with the virtual trainer. So I will take you into your training center because that is where I want every Remar nurse who has the virtual trainer to start. I want you to start in the training center. So click on the training center because this is where you will do your learning. This is where your, your recorded lectures that I have presented will be. 
all of the lectures are taught by me. So you know exactly, you know exactly who you're getting when you sign up for the virtual trainer. This is my program that I created. I've been helping nursing students for over 10 years to pass their exam. So you guys know me, you know how I like to teach. I'm all about getting immediate access and getting, getting jumped in there to get going. So while you're waiting for your books, you do the before the books arrive section. It only makes sense. These books will come to you in about three days. So what do you do in the meantime? You get on in here in your virtual trainer and you hit up this before the books arrive section. And the great thing about this is this is all fundamentals. All of these units will help you pull out the cobwebs, get everything ready for the learning that's gonna take place. So it's a 90 day um, access. And if you put in the coupon code, no stress, you get a free month into the virtual trainer. All right, all right. So I hope to see you in the VT studying as well. So you have two things that you're doing, all right? Number one, if you have not filled out your worksheets for this event, you need to do it because it's gonna help you with your test anxiety and preparing to receive the interventions. That's the first thing. So you can do that. The second thing is getting into your NCLEX virtual trainer and continuing to study with these tools that you're gonna be learning, okay? Um, I am expecting a lot of my nurses to pass NCLEX in the month of April and in the month of May and in the month of June, okay? So I want you guys to be prepared fully with the virtual trainer and the workbooks as well as the test anxiety um, interventions, all right? So on, we are at the end of our first session. I hope that you were informed. I hope now you feel a little bit uh, more calm about what your area of struggle is and also um, how you are going to work through your history with tests, right? Knowing that you now have this historical track that you've been on and where it leads to now, now we can proceed to get off of that track and do some new things. So for our next class, we are going to, and all right, give everybody time to watch this. Some people may need to watch this video again, really go over those questions. We're gonna look at the interventions to help us with our mental or physical anxiety. You know where you are right now. And then also we're going to do some positive thinking, some cognitive reframing. And so it is a class that you definitely don't want to miss. I hope this was super helpful. Tell somebody, share this video with somebody as well, okay? Because we are we're, we're, we wanna make a huge impact in our nursing community. Not a lot of people are talking about test taking anxiety, but it really affects the majority of people, as you guys have learned. So I want to see you in the next course. Before we leave, um, we're gonna pray. We're gonna close this up and we're gonna pray. Father God, thank you so much for this awesome time we had, this class. We learned so much about ourselves and we actually learned that we are not alone. And it is always a beautiful thing to know that we are not alone. Your presence follows us everywhere. We thank you so much for our community. We just pray for the nurses who are testing soon. We pray, Lord, that you help them overcome this anxiety. We want them to have conquering uh, power in this area of their life, for you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of might, Lord. And so we believe in your power and we believe that he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. And so there is nothing 
um, that we cannot overcome. And so I just lift up my nursing brothers and sisters to you right now that we would um, no longer struggle with test anxiety. Uh, and I know that we can do this um, in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for attending this class. I can't wait to see you again. Remember, remember, this is Remar Review and this is our um, anxiety workshop. It has been amazing success. Thank you so much for the comments. I'm just loving the comments here. Uh, you guys have been transparent and totally supportive to each other. This is the NCLEX Anxiety Workshop. You can, you will, and you must 